This week on the podcast, I have a fellow blogger and part of the Fabulous Friday Link Party group that we, along with four other bloggers, host on our blogs. I loved chatting with Amy from Amy Sadler Designs, and I know you will enjoy it too. Thanks for listening. Hi, I'm Lynn, and I'm your host of the Living Large in a Small House podcast. Thank you so much for being here, and I hope you enjoy this new episode. Hi, friends. I'm so excited to talk with my guest today. Amy Sadler is the creator and the owner of the blog and business Amy Sadler Designs. She's a savvy businesswoman and one of the most creative people that I know. Welcome to my podcast, Amy. Hi, good morning. Thank you, Lynn. Thank you for having me. Thanks for that introduction. That was nice. Oh, you're very welcome. I'm so excited to chat with you today. Can you share a little bit with my listeners about yourself and where you live? Yeah, I'm Amy Sadler. I live in the very southwest corner of Missouri on the state line near the state line with Kansas and Oklahoma and Arkansas is not that far. A lot of days I'm in three states in the same day. So that's really interesting. So you are a true, true Midwest girl. Yes. We are mid, I consider myself Midwest, but we're kind of up there further north. (laughs) Yeah. Where are you at? Exactly. I'm in I'm in Illinois, and I'm about 30 miles, 35 miles northwest of Chicago. Oh, okay. So I can I can be in Wisconsin in about 30 minutes. That's my, I can get over the state line too, but only one state line. <laughs> <laughs> and it's night and day between Illinois and Wisconsin. Well, it's funny. I grew up in Kansas, just across the state line from where I live now. So my sister still lives there. So I go to her house quite often. And my dad lives in Oklahoma, which is still only like 20 minutes away. Um, And I live in Missouri, but the difference between Missouri and Kansas, there's a difference. And while I grew up here, when I was young adult, 17, I moved away and I was away for a long time and I've lived all over the world. And then I came back here about 10, 10 years ago, 12 years ago. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So um, I wanted to share with our listeners a little bit about how we know each other. Um, we belonged to the now defunct this mastermind group. And <laughs> yeah. I didn't really, we didn't really know each other, but I knew of you. Yes. And then about six months ago, we were looking for another host for our link party that we that we do. And you were chosen. And I'm not 100% sure who in our group is your connection. I think it might be um, Diane. Is that correct? Yes, it was Diane. I would I met Diane at Haven two years ago, two Havens ago and, um, you know, followed her and was and just reacted to her stories. And one day she was talking about it on her stories. And I said, Hey, I would be interested in this, but I'm not sure, you know, I'm what you're, if I'm what you're looking for. And I didn't qu- quite know how it worked either, but I knew I loved, loved what you guys were doing and wanted to be a part of it or be helpful in some way. And she got back to me and asked me if I was still interested. And I was like, yes, absolutely. And I'm so glad I did. 
because it was scary, kind of scary to reach out, you know, and, and mm-hmm. say, yeah, I think I'd like to do that, but I did it. And then when you guys came back around and said, Hey, we, we'd like for you to join us. I was, it was awesome. It's been a great experience. I love it. Well, and like they say, the rest is history because you fit right into our group and taken on, um, most of the creative side of our little link party, which we so appreciate. Um, I think there was only, was there only five, there's only four or five of us before, and now there's six of us. So it kind of makes the, the work a little lighter. Um, We're each responsible for two months out of the year, kind of being, I don't know what you'd call us, the, the host of the month or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But you, Amy, have taken on a lot of our um, graphics that we use, and um, I, they're always so creative. So I, we really appreciate you too so much. I'm glad, and I love doing them. And I want, I always try to talk about the the link parties, like in my Instagram stories, where I'm talking with my voice. Because when you write it out, it's a little bit different than hearing it. And I just want people to know how much fun like whether you're a blogger or whether you're one of my readers the link parties are so cool because you just scroll down to the bottom and there's like a hundred or more cool blog posts that people have linked that you can just look at the titles and say oh my gosh they redid a small kitchen I I have a small kitchen I'm, I'm gonna go read that blog so I love for my readers especially to come to the blog posts on Friday and go down and scroll through all the all of the cool blog posts that our blogger blogger friends um link up because it's just so much fun and I want everybody to know about it so yeah and it's kind of like I I refer to it as like a free magazine that yeah, you don't I, have to that's what for. I call it a virtual magazine yeah. you can just it's so fun it is fun and and it's inspiring for us it's inspiring for our readers it's it's just a great way and we do feature five different bloggers every single week mm-hmm. and so it's a great way for them to get exposure to find out more about you know others to find out more about them because I would think that you would agree with me that the people who are featured obviously get the most attention during the, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, because we're all six of us linking their their posts that got the most attention from the previous week. And so obviously it's something that's that's a beautiful post and interesting and you click on those and then you can keep scrolling down and look at the new posts that everybody added for the week. Right. And in the blogger world, there's nothing better than a backlink to somebody's post. Yeah. So let's talk about your work. You are a blogger, but you also have a kitchen remodeling business. Is that a good way to describe it? Yes, I I did have, I refinished kitchens and bathroom cabinetry. And then, so back in 2013, I started refinishing kitchens and, then I, at first I was just going in and meeting the homeowners and painting their cabinets. And then I kind of saw that there was a need. People were, were very um, 
in need of someone to help them choose, not just like, if, if you're getting your cabinets painted, you're probably doing a lot more work in your home at that time, but people need help choosing, you know, countertops and paint colors and backsplash tiles and everything that go together. And that was a strength that I have. I was, and I love to do it. So I, then I started doing a lot of design work for my clients and also painting their cabinets. So and that business was called Chateau Chic, is that correct? Yes. Mm -hmm. Are you not painting, doing it as much anymore? Or no, I had a baby four years ago, and then I had to have part of my kidney removed two years ago, and I just don't have the same strength that I had before, and I just can't keep up physically to do because because doing a kitchen is a ton of work. It's a lot of physical labor. It's um it's a lot of work. And so I just don't have the physical strength that I had five or six years ago when I was doing it full time and doing a lot of kitchens in a year. Uh, <clears throat> but I love it and I miss it. But now if one of my former clients, I, I have great relationships with, uh, with most of my former clients. And um, if they call me, I'll do whatever they need me to do because I love them and I want to make sure that they are uh, you know, taken care of. So I do a lot of consult color consulting now. And if a former client wanted me to paint a piece of furniture or an island or even a kitchen, I have gone back and done a few kitchens. Um, so, but not, I don't, not for the public. Yeah, I was going to say, if you were doing, going to the extent of picking out backsplashes and countertops and everything that goes into a kitchen besides the color of a cabinet I would imagine those people have a trust in you when they're working on maybe another something else in their home and so they would come back and say Amy what do you think about this can yes. you know we hire you just to um, give us some consulting help so that that's a great transition and then I'm guessing the blog came after yeah I only started the blog a couple of years ago I was I had had Gigi, she's four and a half now, and I wasn't doing kitchens anymore. And then I thought, okay, well, I still go live on Facebook and I make crafts because I home decor, you know, DIYs and things like that live on my Facebook page. And so I thought, well, I'm doing all of these fun things. How can I, how else can I share them? And blogging was kind of a natural transition. And then um, my friend Melanie told me about the Thistlewood group and I joined that. And that's when I really got much more serious about blogging. I, I agree with you. I would, I've had my blog since before you had your business painting furniture, but I was also working full time. So I didn't have the time <laughs> to devote to it. Plus, like all bloggers, I thought it was when I started, I thought it was just sitting down and writing and there's so much more involved in it. And I would, that's yes. what would get me stop, you know, it would stop me in my tracks and then I would put it away for months, sometimes even years at a time. And it wasn't until Thistlewood that I finally um, met people who could help me and inspire me and motivate me and keep me going. And that's when my blog really took off. Plus my job was eliminated because of COVID. So it was a, just a, like a natural transition into the next phase of my life, basically. Yeah. I, I 
what I took away, what I learned from it is like, oh, this could be a full-time job with income. So Uh because before I thought I was just going to be able to share the ideas on Pinterest easier, you know, Uh I didn't really real, I didn't really think about the job money in um, part of blogging before I joined Thistlewood. I I knew about it. I didn't know how to implement it. Yeah. You know, I just didn't have the, the tools or the, um, the back, I didn't have anybody to support me and teach me how to do it. So yeah, for me, that was the same thing. But let's go back to painting kitchens a little bit, because I painted my kitchen when I first moved into this house, because we couldn't afford an actual kitchen remodel. And I had like a nine by nine box and it was dark, dark, awful wood cabinets. So painting it was an affordable way for me to um, kind of make it a cosmetic fix. Well, that cosmetic fix was 20 years later before I finally um, got my dream kitchen. But um, when you're working with your clients and helping them to, is it more like to re-love their kitchen with just a different look? Or is it like me a cosmetic fix or is it a combination of the two when you're when you were working for most of my clients it was just an update sorry just an update um because their homes were beautiful already and very um nice or they just moved into a nice home but it just needed that update around where I live is a lot of honey oak cabinets that were made so well like you couldn't buy the same cabinets probably even from the same manufacturer today as well as they were built in the 90s so they were rock solid they were they were perfect they had molding they were just honey oak which is a little outdated or they had faded with the sun or turned more orange or ambered um so those were the majority of the cabinets that I refinished and we just needed an update. We needed, you know, that they had laminate countertops that were still in great condition, but just, you know, maybe outdated green, you know, they just wanted a new, fresh new look. And there's nothing better than just painting your kitchen cabinets and getting brand new countertops and a backsplash and painting the walls. And then you have it like, it's like a brand new house. Well, and I know for in my situation from going from the little kitchen now to we opened up into a, a big, large space and made my kitchen a, a third of my living space in um, our house. It's been 10 years now since we finally did that. And I'm ready for a refresh again. But this time, I think it's just going to be in the way of like new hardware Mm-hmm. new lighting just to update it and freshen it up a little bit um but recently i read something that you wrote and i don't remember if it was a blog post or if it was a comment to somebody on social media about the kind of i i guess it would be a fad in a way well maybe it isn't a fad but painting like right behind you you have green cabinetry and mm-hmm. You talked about don't just jump in and paint something a bold color. Um, And I don't know if that was your thought process with that they should live with something for a while or really consider what they're doing. Or if you think that 
it is something that 10 years down the road, they'll be tired of it and want to change it. Yeah, so you're definitely on my email list because I give exclusive Q&As in my emails every week. And so that was one of my Q&A in the email. I get a lot of people asking me like, I think I want to paint my cabinets green. What, you know, what color should I pick or should I do it? And I always kind of think about a designer or some someone coming in and you kind of have to be a counselor. You kind of have yeah. to know your client, but if if you don't have someone to help you, my advice is that you have to know yourself. Like I love green. Anybody who knows me knows it's my favorite color. If there's something green, I'm going to touch it I, in a store. I just want to look at it to see the shade of green. I love the color green. And I already want to paint my green kitchen cabinets just because it's, I don't know. I just want, I feel like the traditional, um, it's hard for me to talk about too, because <laughs> I do love these cabinets and I love the color green and I know everybody wants to paint their kitchen cabinets green, but a right. It's a trend mm -hmm. it is a trend. People ask me all the time. Well, what about painting your wood cabinets white? That's not a trend. That's actually, you can look at kitchens from a hundred years ago and they're painted white. Like that's something classic. Um, having a white kitchen or a cream kitchen, you know, that's something classic, but green is a trend and um, you have to really love the shade that you put on. And my main concern is that your kitchen cabinets, painting them is hard work, as you know, because you painted a set of cabinets, like it's a lot of labor and you have to get it just right so that they don't chip. I mean, your prep work is so important. And I just, I hate for people to have to redo their kitchen. They paint them green not well, like it and then have to repaint them a, a to a different more classic shade that they feel more comfortable with all the time i don't do you know aaron from aaron evolving i don't uh -uh. you'll have to go t jump over to her blog and just take a peek she's a green lover too like her she really loves green um it's definitely her signature color as well but talking of white cabinetry I have read how the white cabinets are going out and white kitchens are going out. And I just think I so disagree with that because I, I think will, like, this, yeah, go ahead. white kitchens are classic. They'll never go out. They've always been around. Um, like as long as you can go to, to France, to a house that was built, you know, 400 years ago and still see that they they might have had white cap they it's just a classic it's never going to go out yeah. <laughs> and that's that's not my opinion i mean that's that's really that's just a fact yeah well and the one thing that i have a, a kind of a regret about when i did my kitchen and it's it's classic but when i did my kitchen i had no idea that i was going to be a bl a blogger and even um having recipes and now I would really like to do things on YouTube and show people my process because I think having a recipe and having somebody show you how to do things especially if you're new to cooking or you um maybe it's a more complicated recipe I think it's easier to understand if somebody's showing you how yeah. to do it 
And I have black countertops, black honed marble or granite countertops on my white kitchen cabinets. And then my island is black cabinets with white on it. And now I want to have all white countertops. And I'm wondering, and I don't know if you even have an answer for me, but can you paint granite? <laughs> Absolutely you can, yes. Mm -hmm. And there, I'm sure there are amazing products out there. I would probably have to do my research um, that they would stand up and hold up like any countertop would. They they would do well. Um, if of course it's not going to be like granite as far as you know heat resistance and things like that, but they can. If for me the importance of prep work when you're you can paint in my like you can paint almost any hard surface if you do the right prep work and the right prime. Um, and, and that's the key to a good lasting finish that isn't chipping. It's the actual prep work, cleaning and priming. Um, but yeah, you can absolutely go right over granite um, and paint it white. And well, you know and what I, I would do if I were you, Lynn? You can take marble contact paper for countertops and do that for a short term um, to make sure that that how you let what kind of pattern you love, you know, there are short term um, fixes that you can live with for a time to see exactly you know, what you want. Do you want it to be a little creamier? Do you want a gray veining? Do you want taupe veining? You know, so. Yeah, and I, I actually wanted um, to have marble in my kitchen, but I was completely dissuaded because it, it isn't very durable in a kitchen setting. It can stain and it can pit. And I do have a marble countertop in our main bathroom. And um, while I enjoy the look of it, because it reminds me of like Biltmore Estates with the way it's aged and weathered over time, I don't know that I'd love that in my kitchen on such a big surface. Yeah. So I want the look, but I don't really, I want it to be more durable than yeah. actually. Well, uh, quartz is a great alternative and the prices of quartz have gone down a lot since uh, they, well, they might be a little bit higher now, right now, but quartz is um, an option too, but you're talking thousands of dollars, even in a small kitchen to replace the countertop. So right. and I do have quartz, the, my white countertop that are, that's on my Island is quartz. And I absolutely love it because it's it, to me, it's even easier to take care of and is more stain resistant than my, um, my granite, my granite has some pitting on it from like I one time foolishly using some kind of vinegar and it spilled and I didn't wipe it up right away. And you can see yeah. the stains from it. And I've, I've set a hot pan on, on it and I, you can see the circle from the hot pan too. It's, it, I guess there's no foolproof method. You just have to be careful with any kind of a countertop. I do love quartz, especially if you want a marble look, your best option is quartz and they have some beautiful like Calcutta marble. Um, Silestone has a great <clears throat> line. Cambria, I love Cambria quartz as well. So 
Yeah, I think mine is Cambria, the my ports, but mine is plain white. And then that's my other issue. Do I mix my plain white that's on my island with something that looks more like marble on the rest of my countertops? I'm I'm having a little bit of a conflict <laughs> with that. You can absolutely do a white, a plain white island and I'm and I'm veined marble countertop on your on your kitchen countertops and it'll look like it was meant to be there because islands are meant to look like a piece of furniture you know what I mean and uh -huh. so it is matching ideal yes but you don't have to match everything a lot of times you well in my kind of style anyway you kind of want it to look like you know, over time, you you've well loved your home, and you've brought a piece in that you know, like the island as a piece of furniture and things like that. So, if there's any way, I would rather like maybe put bun feet on your island and make it give it a little more furniture esque type of look, rather than change out and spend another you know thousand or twelve hundred dollars or fifteen hundred dollars depending on the size of your island. Yeah, my island definitely looks like a piece of furniture. It has that it we made made it with that kind of aged look to it. It has beautiful corbels on the back. And yes. that that was one other thing that I wish I would have done differently. I have my back is raised so that if you're sitting in our living room or our dining room, you can't see my sink that might be full of dishes. Uh-huh. Now I'm regretting that. I wish it was all one level I did the same thing when I built my house well I had so I'm gonna tell a little bit about myself here but I have two grown sons <laughs> um they're you know adults and when I was building I built this house I was a single mom and I built this house and I thought to myself, like, I'm always going to have dishes in the sink. I have two sons. There's never going to be a time my kitchen is going to be as clean as I want it to be. So I'm going to have a bar, a raised bar to hide my kitchen sink and some of the countertops. And now I'm like, why did I do that? I feel the same way. So yeah, I, I agree. And you and I have a lot of, are a lot alike too, because I, the difference in age between my oldest and my youngest is 15 years. Oh yeah. Well, between my oldest and youngest is 23 years. Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> I was, but, I would say I was 17 the first time and I was 40 the last time and I was 23 in between. So, well, and I was 27 the first time. So I already thought I was an older mom and never dreamed that at 42, I would have my, <laughs> my last baby. But um, she is the joy of our lives. Like nobody, we, none of us know what we would do without Gigi. So I think the same thing about my Emma. I, I say she kept me young. I um, When I turned 50, that for a lot of people, my friends, that age was a hard year. For me, it was nothing because I had an eight-year-old still at home. So it, it didn't make, a, it wasn't a big deal for me at all. So yeah. And, and it's fun. She's 24. Oh, she just turned 24 just last week. She's 24 now. And it, the age gap between my kids doesn't seem far at all. So you'll, that'll yeah. be an interesting stage when Gigi gets a little bit older and she can interact with her brothers. Well, they think she is the greatest thing ever. So she's definitely yeah. loved by everybody. <laughs> well, when I had, 
I had when I had Kenny, it was 10 years before I had Annie. And he said to me when I told him I was having a baby, he started crying and he said, Mom, I never told you this before, but I always wanted a brother or sister. So it's, it's really such a sweet thing. Yes. Uh, and he's so he's same thing. So good with his sisters. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah that's uh, awesome. But so, I, I interrupted the story. I would definitely not have any problem, especially if your island looks like a piece of furniture, than having a slightly different countertop in the kitchen as like a marble finish. Yeah, I so want to get rid of that that upper bar area though, and I, that that would be difficult. Be just the way, like you said, it was built to be like a f- piece of furniture, uh-huh. and it would mean eliminating those corbels or somehow moving them down and then that's a whole nother piece of that of a countertop that I would have to replace yeah so um and my thought process being a blogger is it would be easier to film it for YouTube with the flat counter yes, for sure that's another thing that we have in common because I have a goal this year for my YouTube and if I ever want to be in my kitchen, I can't because there's no way to really film over the bar. So, right. right. Yeah. And I'm in, I live in a smaller home. And so, yeah, it, it, that part is a struggle. I'm, I'm, I'm in the same exact boat. I got, I have to figure out because that's a goal for me is to really increase my YouTube channel. And, um, I know maybe we'll have to put our heads together sometime and talk about that. I, I, I have ideas. I think that'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's go back to talking a little bit about your blog because correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like a lot of your main focus now is on your crafts and your DIYs. Is that? A- well, it has been from the start. Um, the reason I even started the blog was because I was doing home decor DIYs, you know, making beautiful things on my Facebook page for my house or for other people. Actually, my mother-in-law and my sister end up with a lot of the things that I make because they'll see me making them and they'll be like, oh, I love that. And I'm like, well, you know what? You can have it because they do so much for me. And my mother-in-law passed away, but I'm so glad that she loved my the things I was making. And I was always happy to to give them to away to those to them. So but it started I started the blog to be able to share my ideas on Pinterest kind of almost, you know, because I wanted to be on Pinterest, but you have to have a blog. So anyway, long story is I started out doing home decor DIYs and now I'm kind of um, venturing and I would, but my true love is painting. So I want to incorporate paint finishes. I do lots of unique paint finishes that I make up myself. And Mm -hmm. so I want to start incorporating paint finishes and talking a little bit more about how I can help people. Like I help my clients with putting paint colors together and finishes and countertops. So I am trying to branch out a little bit more than the home decor DIYs. And your stuff is amazing. It's, it's, I wouldn't even, you know, how crafting kind of sometimes has a connotation to it. I would call it, you do very classy crafting. Mm -hmm. Um, The things that I would want to have in my home too. And you recently started a little thing called the Handcrafted Society. Can you talk a little bit about that? 
Well, Wendy, it's Wendy started and I get to be a part of it. I'm so excited about it. There are um, seven of us and then a guest every month. So every month on the first Tuesday, we are going to um, one of us gets to pick the concept or idea for the month. So we did one for February and Wendy had picked paper hearts. So that was it. That's all we all had paper hearts. So we all took an idea around paper hearts and made our own DIY with it. And it turned out so fun. I cut paper hearts and made wax seals. Um, the other ladies made like paper heart boxes and paper heart Valentine trees. And so they all, every single one that we did was totally different. And all we started with was paper hearts. So yeah, and you, everybody's ideas were awesome and they all were unique and all so cool. And there was a couple of them that I was like, oh, I want to, I want to try that. But it's yeah. hard in our world to try somebody else's craft because we're so busy working on our own. Yeah, <laughs> we, yes. we, we don't have time to do that. Well, so what are I I did have some people say to me, like, I've always wanted to try that. And they were blogger friends. And I would, I was like, you should do it. Like, I never want anybody to feel, I want people to be inspired by my blog posts. Even if they're bloggers, I never feel like someone's like copying me or like, I want you to be inspired. I want to see how you would do what I do. The world is a big place and there's nothing new under the sun. So I definitely think that it's great when bloggers share and aren't offended when other bloggers kind of, you know, put a spin on and I, they were inspired by something. And so. Well, that, that's very true because um, it doesn't have to be exactly the same. It can be the an inspiration for your own yeah. take. Yeah. Um, that's a great way to think about it because there are there are people who do think you're copying them. I know, and I'm like, I'm like, lady, you don't think that they've been for myself. If I'm talking to myself, I'm like, Amy, if you don't think people have been making wax seals since like literally the dark ages, you know? Right, so there's right. nothing new. Go for it. Try it. My sister's older than I am by seven years, and that was a very. Um, trendy thing when she got married to put that little seal like on the back of her envelope because yes. I remember helping her with it with the little I think we used wax and then put the little seal thing on it yeah um, and now you can do it with hot glue and you can do it with paper and I just I'm blown away by all the things you can do and I want to see how everybody else does it so um, are there other things that you're involved with to, right now going on that you can share with us besides that? I I have exciting news that I just announced last week. Um, and if, if like I said, if you're on my email list, you get all my exciting news first, and then I'll announce it on the social medias. But I am a curator for the Turquoise Irish um, Journal, which is a mag magazine, but it's more like a book of timeless ideas of creative ideas and I I love if you know Dion um, from the turquoise iris she started this um, turquoise iris journal uh, I think oh goodness I'm gonna say a year ago maybe there might be a little more than a year ago and um, I love seeing all of the 
creatives that she puts in the journal. And when she asked a team of us to come on board with her a, a couple of months ago um, and be full-time curators and write articles for the journal, I just, I, I mean, it was a teary moment. I don't cry, I try not to cry in public, but I cried every time I talked about it. I was just so ecstatically happy that, you know, and honored and humbled to be asked. And, and because I love the journal so much anyway, and then to be part of it and be on the team that creates it is just amazing. So I'm super excited about it. That is very exciting. And I did see that in your email um, that you're going to do that. And when you say curator, when I think of curator, I think of purchasing things, but it's different for this journal. Oh, it's totally different. It's we're curating creative ideas. Mm -hmm. um, and we all the team that she has put together are we we have a lot in common, like most creatives, but we're all so different in our the way we deliver our creativity. So it's going to be so much fun to see how every journal volume um, shows so many different sides of creativity and how you can use it. And yeah, it's just, so think of us as creator, curators of creative ideas. Content. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm not familiar with this Turquoise Irish Journal. Is it a print magazine? Is it digital? How you can subscribe to both the digital or the print or both. And um, it's, it's so beautiful in print. It's like a book. You get it in, in the mail and it's like your favorite book is coming and it's quarterly. Um, so every quarter, every season you get a new volume and yeah, you can also get it digitally. But, you know, for me, magazines, I love magazines. I love turning the pages and tearing out pages and sticky noting pages. And I'm, so. I'm with you. I'm, st I still subscribe to magazines and I love getting that paper in my hand, even books too. I love pretty books and I love leafing through them and that I get a lot of inspiration from things like that. Um, I don't so have every magazine I've ever bought, but I have magazines from the early 2000s that I still reference, like, because they had ideas that I love. And for me, I love the same things, you know, mm -hmm. um, I've loved this. I love the color green since I was a little girl. I love my stained glass. I love, I love what I love. <laughs> so well, it's interesting you said, because I used to keep all my magazines too, and it was out of control because I've got years on you. And I finally went through them. I took like an hour a weekend and I would go through them and I would pull out the pages of the things that I love. So I, I was going from a pile this big to, you know, a smaller pile. Well, now I am determined to, I, I do a lot of organizing with my blog readers and um, I'm determined to get a handle on my paper clutter. Yeah. And so I'm going to start scanning those things and putting them into my computer in like a, you know, an inspiration folder or something like that, that I can thumb through. And I, I'm not big on, on the digital 
looking at things digitally. I, I like you, I love holding things in my hand. I actually love the smell of the old, my old magazines, as weird as that sounds. It's not weird to me. <laughs> I love it. But I, I just have, I just have to, I, I, I am taking up too much valuable real estate in my house. I have a little tip that I have found sometimes works. If you um, have a magazine, let's say it's like country living vintage was one of my favorites from the UK. Um, and it's, you know, five or six years old, you can look, look it up and screenshot or save to Pinterest. Pinterest for me has been a huge, like, okay, I don't have to hoard every magazine I've ever owned because I do love Pinterest and Pinterest boards and ideas on Pinterest. Um, but I have to have some paper every once in a while, but P Pinterest has helped me. But you can definitely look up magazines. If you know the magazine that it's in, you can look it up. Or you can, if you know the designer that designed the picture in the magazine, you can look them up and try and find the pictures digitally that was in the magazine. And they do come up. Yeah, I, I started doing that more recently with things like um, homes that I was inspired by, like on HGTV. Yeah. I was able to find the house, find the room, find what it yeah. was that I like to screenshot it and I've been able to save the it things that way. That's a really good idea. But yeah, yeah that my I I have a small little well, it's not small. <laughs> it's a pile <laughs> of magazines that I'm determined to get through soon. And I my dining room table right now is covered with all of my paper that one I I bought four folders. And I'm going to, that's my goal to get it down to the four binders. And then everything else has to be, be digitally one way or the other. So you can do it. I know. I know that. It, and I, and I want to share with people how I, I was able to do things digitally and feel confident about um, having it that way. Yeah. I have a mother-in-law who, won't do anything on her computer and saves every single thing. And I, I want to be an inspiration to her who right. that this it's possible and it's safe and probably safer than having all that paper flying around. Yes, um, I know, but I just love it so much. Lynn. I just love old magazines, especially you know, an old one that I've been through a hundred times. I don't know. When you talk about that turquoise Irish journal, I have, um, I, I can't think of the name. They're from, they're like fr from France, I believe, or they're French. And I've had them for years and years and years. And I, there's no way I'm ever going to get rid of oh. those magazines yeah. because I love looking through them. And it, yeah, there's some things that I will definitely keep. And I, yeah. I use select books too. And it's been very difficult for me. Um, especially cookbooks, because even though every single recipe is online and I can find the recipe online, I know I can. I yeah. just like looking through the book at the, you know, at four o'clock in the afternoon to give me some I, inspiration and in the pictures. And there's just something about it. It's like my, my stress reliever, my kind of way to wind down. Yeah. I love, yeah. 
I, I love books and papers and magazines and things like that. So it's, it's definitely something I've had to work on. It's easier <laughs> for me with books to get rid of them because I like listening to books now when I paint. Um, since I started my business painting, I listen to podcasts and I listen to books. And so I don't always feel the need to buy a book anymore, but you can't listen to a magazine. <laughs> that, that's true. And I actually do. Uh, audiobooks are the only way that I can digest a book anymore. I don't have time to sit down and physically read a book. Yeah. So I listen to them in my car. I listen to them when I'm busy at home. Um, yeah. if but I'm I, I worked for Scholastic for 20 years and I have books that are signed by authors that. Now that's something you I never just can't get rid of. Get rid of yeah. But yeah. there's something, I, there's just no way I could give them up. And my girls will eventually have them and their children will have them. And so on and on it'll go. So anyway, as we wrap this up, I always ask everybody something that they can share that most people don't know about them. <laughs> oh my goodness. I feel like an open book. Probably I've already talked about it in this episode, but I don't know if people realize that um, I've lived all over the world, like, or I've traveled all over the world. I've lived in other, in another country and um, traveled to many other countries and lived, you know, outside of my little town that I live in now and that I grew up in close by, but most of my adult life, I lived away, so. That is an interesting thing. What what countries have you lived in? Well, I've lived in Germany and mm -hmm. for four years and traveled all of Europe um, and loved all of my travels. Oh my goodness, I love Europe. And I my son lives in the UK now. Um, so definitely gonna be traveling back over to the UK and to France and Germany, Bavaria. Those are some of my favorite places. But I've traveled, I've been to Africa um, and just as many places as I can go, I love to travel. I love traveling the United States. I love traveling in general. Our, um, our daughter, Emma, was um, going to school in Spain and we had this, I've never been to Europe. I've never been anywhere but like Mexico, Canada, you know, yeah, like things near us. And we had a big family trip planned and then COVID happened and we never got to go. And so still on our bucket list to get there eventually, because I really want to go to England. I want to go to France. I want to go to it. I'm dying to go to Italy. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, you know, I have, I have it in my head that where you and I and some of our friends are going to go to Europe on a trip in the next year or two. I love your head. <laughs> it's, on my, it's on my list to get you guys to get all of us blogger friends a trip to to Europe so that we can blog about it and travel and vintage shop and all of those things. So, yeah, wouldn't that be cool to go to France and go to their markets and yes. do all that kind of cool stuff? Oh, I love I, France. I actually lived like 45 minutes from the French border when I lived in Germany. So I was, I went off a lot, a lot, okay. probably every weekend to do, because I liked going and getting a few staple things grocery wise in France. Mm -hmm. And then 
I could drive to the Czech Republic in a couple of hours. And so I would drive to the Czech Republic to shop. And um, I loved living in Europe. It was oh, amazing. I, I love your plan. And whenever it is, I, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Well, so good, because I have it in my head, so. Besides that, do you have any other personal or business goals for this year? Yes, yeah, yes. And I try not to make so many goals that I'm overwhelmed, but definitely my goal, another exciting thing is that I'm doing a Pinterest TV original episode on February 22nd. And so Pinterest, um, I will have a producer and I will have a tech guy that's helping me behind the scenes like, um, for that episode. And if that goes well, I might get more episodes on Pinterest TV originals, which would be um, a really great opportunity. Also, I want my YouTube channel to, I want to start making my YouTube videos more like a TV episode of a DIY TV show. So I want my YouTube to grow this year and I want my Pinterest um, TV um, to do well. And so those are some of the goals that I have. And of course, I want my main focus, though, is always my blog. I feel like my blog is the center, you know, of everything. Mm -hmm. And from that, all the goodness flows out and back to the blog. So if it goes out to Pinterest from the blog and comes, you come back to the blog. So I want everything to be like a flower petal coming back to the blog. <laughs> Yeah, I, t I totally agree. And that's really exciting about the Pinterest TV. Oh, and I, I did, I did notice because I do my research, I googled you and you've been on TV before. It's not your first time. No, that was um, fun. A couple, a few years ago before COVID, I actually was um, a regular on my local morning show, Fox 14 morning show. Every other week I would go and do a fun DIYs and it was a blast. And I did that for over a year and then COVID hit and you weren't able to go to the station. And then I do have a TV setup studio here um, because I do a lot of Facebook lives and um, things like that. So I, we, we did a few episodes here from my studio, but it, it was it so but it kind of just ran its course and after yeah. COVID it was just changed a little bit and not quite as easy so yeah but that was so much yeah. fun I love it very yeah. very fun okie doke so where can people find you in all the places starting with your blog uh it's amysadlerdesigns.com and you can find me on Instagram at Amy Sadler Designs. And my Facebook is still Chateau Chic DIY um, because it's really hard to change your name on Facebook. <laughs> so, but I'm still feel like Chateau Chic is like a, a huge part of my life. And a lot of things I do on the blog, I label as Chateau Chic. So, yeah, I did notice that. So, you're basically Amy Sadler Designs slash Chateau Chic. Yeah. So, and YouTube is Amy Sadler Designs as well. Basically, Chateau Chic is only only Facebook. But very good. Well, thank you so much for um, joining me today. It was so fun talking to you. It's so interesting when I meet people on my podcast. 
I find out we have so many different things that are in common and um, it's, it was really fun getting to know you. And I know my listeners are going to enjoy listening to this episode of Living Large in a Small House. Thank Thanks, you. Amy. Thank you. It was so much fun. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Living Large podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite platform so you'll be reminded when there's a new episode. Your positive likes and ratings and reviews are always appreciated as they will help this podcast to grow. You can find all the ways to follow Living Large in a Small House in the show notes. Thank you.